The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com biz bait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com mark one sportfishing.com my favorite walleye charter on lake erie and bayzedge.com the most luxurious townhomes and the only place you'll ever want to stay on your next trip to lake erie follow me This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, I hope you're ready to enjoy today's show uh, and follow me into the great outdoors. On this week's show, Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we're going to hear from Jim Crowley, who, besides being our buddy, He's a certified shotgun instructor with the state of Illinois who's going to talk to us about how to be a better shot on those birds that we were missing uh, earlier in the week when we were out for early goose season. He gave me a couple pointers, but I asked him to come back on and talk about it. And then uh, I'm happy to announce that on Chauncey's Great Outdoors, two people that will be honored next year by inducting them into the Illinois Outdoor Hall of Fame at the Illinois Conservation Foundation Annual Dinner will be Bob Wilkins and Jim Smitty of Teach Outdoors. They're from Morris, Illinois. It's a group that was founded on bringing kids, along with their parents, which has turned out to be, into the outdoor sports that we love, of hunting, fishing, camping, all those things that maybe the parent doesn't know about and the kid has never experienced, they're going to bring those kids out into the great outdoors. They've been doing it for several years. I've been watching them, and they are absolutely a marvelous, marvelous organization. We'll then have our outdoor news and fishing report in our final segment of the show, which means we'll also have the Aiden fishing report, my grandson's fishing report, the most popular item, I think, on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Pretty soon they'll be calling it Aiden's Great Outdoors. Uh, we'll have some other outdoor news and a lot of other things for you to talk about We're, because it's that time of the year. There's fishing, camping, hunting, even napping in a hammock. Get, if it's cool outside, get a blanket. You'll be fine. Remember to tell all of your outdoor friends, men, women, kids, go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors and like us on there because you will see so much information during the week about what we hear, what we see, photos of people that sent us fish, and a lot more, as well as our video and outdoor news and fishing report. 
that is on the Facebook page. So it's Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Let's not forget about that. Um, we're going to be doing also a couple of few more things like the Challenge of the Chain Muskie Tournament is going on tomorrow on Sunday. So we'll be hearing from the people who uh, won that tournament. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be you know, a nice fi- couple of fish they're going to get because that chain is very, very active. But we'll talk about fishing reports more and stuff like that. Mushrooms are growing in the woods. Yeah, baby, I'm, I could feel it in my fingers when those mushrooms are growing. You, I have to get out there with the little, my little mushroom knife, and I have my little bag that I put them in that the spores fall through. I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional mushroom picker, but I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And we're just trying to keep you up to date on so much that we can and a lot more. And while Lake Michigan, they've been catching some fish uh, for salmon, for, as you mentioned, the shore and boaters later on in, the, in our segment about the fishing reports, Mother Nature has just been rough on us. She's riding her Harley. She's got her leathers on, and she is just whooping us out on that lake. Uh, they were getting five, seven-foot waves. You could be close in shore, half a mile, and waves are only maybe foot, foot and a half. But, boy, you get out a mile and a half, two miles out there, it just starts getting choppy and gnarly, and sometimes you shouldn't be out there. And I've learned a long time ago, it's always better to go another day <laughs> when the lake is, when Mother Nature is being a little calmer out there. We don't do five. So we don't do four foot waves anymore. Actually, we're dropping that down to three. We we stay out of three foot waves if we can. Uh, but it's it's been very rough on a lot of the fishermen for salmon on Lake Michigan all along the lakefront. Uh, and so we're going to have to keep an eye on that and only pick your days when it's going to be a good day for you to go out there. That's another important thing. Uh, I don't know if anybody's had a chance on some of the clear nights that we have, especially these cool nights when there was no cloud cover. Magnificent stars I was watching. I was able to find uh, I've got an app. We all have an app. This one tells me where some of the planets are and I was looking at them through a telescope and my binoculars. It was just it was so much fun to get a little piece of the outdoors, you know, just standing outside my house and, and Suburban Chicago, you can't go wrong with that. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, we've done that, we've done that. We've got a couple of guests coming on today's show. Like I said, you're going to enjoy Mr. Crowley and, of course, the boys from Teach Outdoors, Bob Wilkins and Jim Smitty, because all of them do give us so much to enjoy in the great outdoors. You're listening to Chauncey, and Chauncey's Great Outdoors, you know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. 
When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847-838-2037. And get ready to yell, Fish on! Waterworks knows you're the boater looking for adventure, and you will trailer your boat with that Mercury motor all over the Midwest in the fall. From fall color tours down the Illinois and Mississippi River to fishing those great spots in southern Illinois, Kentucky Lake, and more, Waterworks knows you will travel for that special outdoor experience. Let Waterworks check out your boat, Mercury motor, and trailer before your next fall color or fishing trip. Remember, there's only one place to take your boat Mercury Motor, and the trailer to have them looked at by a true professional service crew. That's Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant, parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Don't just make your next walleye trip to Lake Erie just another trip. Make it a Bay's Edge and Mark 1 Sport Fishing Charter walleye trip with world-class fishing and luxurious lodging to meet your family and group demands. You can rent a modern three-bedroom townhouse that includes towels, linens, a fully equipped kitchen, two baths, a gas grill, a washer and dryer, and more. Then set out on a trip with Mark 1 Charters and be part of the best walleye fishing in years on Lake Erie with everything provided. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to baysedge.com or mark1sportfishing.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Hey there, fellas. We got the day off. What you want to do? They want to stay home and cut the grass? No. Let's go out to the junkyard and watch the bumpers run. Well, let's go fishing. Yeah. Hey. The girl 
girls don't like it when we go fishing. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone, oh, what can I say? It's my buddy Jim Crowley. Jimmy! <laughs> Hi, my friend. So good to talk with you again. What? I mean, you know, Jim and his dog Moxie, God knows where they go every week. You know, they go someplace cool. <laughs> and, you know, you know, Moxie just sits there and she's like, okay, you know, drive me here. But we, we need to stop. I need to go do something. Pretty much it. Yeah. We just finished the early goose season. In Illinois, which I had a good time. I, I was only able to get out one time, but I still had way too much fun. There's still a little bit of teal hunting going on, but we got duck hunting coming up, and I found myself a little bit rusty out there. And that can happen. Well, we just finished with, um, uh, I, I did a couple teal hunts last week, and, and honestly, I'm not just saying this for your show, but the last several teal seasons have been pretty tough, and the Illinois River played right into our hands this year, and the, the, you know, the feed was right where it needed to be, and my buddy's club, um, that he, I am, he's lucky enough to, to share uh, some time with me down there. He shares it with me, I should say, and, and invites me down there. Their club in 10 days killed over 400 teal. Wow. And it's a club record of over 50 years in the club. And to say it was incredible, it was, it was obviously very, it was so much fun spending time with some very, very good friends. Mm-hmm. But to actually have teal in the decoys, how much that I shoot sporting clays. With teal, there's a lot of crossing shots because they're so fast. And, and the work that we put in this year really, really paid off. The first day I was out, I had nine shots and six teal. And that's the best I've ever done, that I've ever done. That, that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a very good second uh, hunt out there with the guys but it was it was really really fun shooting in the off season coming up to hunting season can be so important one it's a lot of fun and two it just gives you so much more muscle memory of what to do and it, it really was worth it because now I have teal duck wraps and that is worth the reward teal duck wraps yes should I explain <sighs> no if you want to drool we'll get to it <laughs> okay. We'll get to that. I'm, oh, my gosh. But, you know, you said something about teals. Uh, and, and teal is a, it's a small uh, duck. You said it's mostly your shots or cross shots because they're not like a mallard that will swing through and come in and slow down. And right. They, they right. are just going from point A to point B. And they are and just they, going. Yep. And if they come into your decoys, they drop in. Boom. Splash. It's not a circle. It's not I'm going to think about it. It's, it, oh, we think it's going to be a crossing shot. Boom. Teal drops in. Right. If a teal was able to be armed with air-to-ground missiles... We'd all be dead. We'd all be dead. Because right. they, they just come flipping around the corner of that blind at Mach 9, and it's like, oh, that was they, a teal. They are, they are um, God's outdoors version of fast food. That's what they are. God's outdoors fast food. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool statement. How do I become better, you know, besides just going out and going through boxes and boxes and boxes of shells, which I know the manufacturers like, how do I be better at shooting well, the first thing you've got to remember is good practice is good. Bad practice is bad. And, and that may sound very simple, but practicing bad, in other words, shooting a whole bunch of shells and not hitting anything, is not going to make you a better shot. Mm-hmm. You have to, as a, clay, as, as a certified clay instructor, both I am and my cameraman is and, and a couple other friends of ours are, um, that we were certified through the state of Illinois. And what I learned and then what I passed on to students over the years is there every target has an edge 
whether it be a clay. When, when you're shooting a shotgun, remember something. You're not shooting a pistol or a rifle. You don't have one eye open. You are not aiming with a shotgun. You are pointing. So with a rifle or a pistol, you're shooting at something. With a shotgun, think of it more like a quarterback and a receiver. You don't want to throw the ball where the receiver is. You want to throw the ball where the receiver is going to be. And a shotgun is exactly the same thing. I don't want to shoot at the duck. I want to shoot in front of the duck if it's crossing. In other words, so, so a clay target left to right. I want to get on the leading edge and stay out in front of it. So I want to shoot in front of that target. You really On a crossing shot on a shotgun, you don't hit the target. The target runs into your shot stream. Mm. Okay? Mm. On a going away target, you always need to shoot underneath the target. In other words, what what a superior instructor told me one time is just think of the target going away from you has legs hanging down. Shoot the legs underneath. If you shoot at the target, you will always shoot over it. Shoot just underneath it. Hmm. When you're shooting at an incoming target, the same thing. It's incoming and dropping. Don't shoot at the target. You will shoot over it because the trajectory of that angle changes. You need to shoot underneath it. So, And to, to be able to do that, to be able to do it successfully, you need to have both eyes open because your brain will figure it out. The front sight on a shotgun is absolutely, completely, 100% useless. If you're looking at the sight, then you're not looking at the target. And to be able to hit the target, you need to be looking at the target or in front of the target. And the easiest way I can explain that is just what I said. If you're a quarterback during the football, you don't look at the receiver and throw where he is. You look at the receiver, you judge the lead out in front, and you throw the football there. It is exactly the same thing with a shotgun. No. One of the things, uh, and leading with a shotgun, I, and we may get into a, converse, a, a difference of opinion here. I'm not quite sure. But I read a number of years ago when they did a big survey, but when steel shot first came out, they found most hunters with steel shot, you don't have to lead. I hope I'm saying this right. You don't have to lead as much as you did with the lead, or, or is it the reverse? I, you don't have to lead as much with lead, because lead has a higher, um, what, what, what do you want to say, higher velocity. Yeah. Okay? It's in, and it also, just so people know, it also conforms, lead will conform more. Steel does not flex. No. So sometimes guys will use an extra tight choke, and they'll use three-and-a-half-inch shells. Well, I'm going to tell you something that I've heard from two different manufacturers. Three-and-a-half-inch shells are there because hunters want to buy them. If you look at the ballistics on the box, you will get the exact same without the shoulder-deadening impact of a three-inch shell. But because we're guys, we go three-and-a-half has to be better. Just look at the ballistics on the box. Mm-hmm. I, have had, I have had guys from Winchester and guys from Spectreshot both tell me the only reason we make three-and-a-half-inch shells is because guys want them. Yeah, that's probably true. It will beat the tar out of you compared to a three-inch shell, and you still have the same payload going out. Yeah. And the other thing was the steel shot holds a tighter pattern, like you said, because it doesn't get banged around, and it's the pattern's a little bit tighter. And most hunters, like, you know, weekend warriors, you know, like the rest of us, not like Jim... You know, not, not like Jim Crowley, who goes out and, you know, shoots ducks and pheasants every day. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- we were hitting our targets with the tail end of our shot. Right. And, and I, can, I can tell you, if it was a 35-yard shot or less, 
I can tell you what you were doing just because I've had guys, I've had instructors stand behind me and tell me why. So I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm telling you what happened. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, we get so excited. You look at the bird. And when it comes to a goose, what do we look at? We don't look at the head. We look at the body because that, the wings catch our attention first. You shoot at that because you think that's a bigger target. Remember, a goose, every time it flaps its wings, is 11 feet that it covers distance. So if you get two flaps in distance there, by the time your shot goes, that's 22 feet, you're going to hit it in the body or the butt. When it's 35 yards or less, I shoot at the white patches. I shoot at the head because by the time the goose flies into it, it's going to hit him dead in the neck to the front part of the Mm -hmm. body. If you think it's over 30 yards, I put about a goose lead in front of it. In other words, I'm going to throw the football farther because especially big birds later in the year when they get more down on them, I don't care what you're shooting, it's going to be harder to kill that bird. Now, I know there's going to be so many struggles. Well, I made 70-yard shots. Congratulations. That's not the norm. As a matter of fact, I was it last. I think last year, two years ago, I, sh- I shot a large, very large goose, and when I was, cl- you know, cleaning it, taking the breasts off, I was so shocked at the number of pellets that were not mine because I know right. what I was shooting. That right. literally were just they weren't even touching the meat; they were still in the skin of the goose. Right. Well, once they hit the feathers, and this is. This is what I've been told, and I'm going to back up. Mm-hmm. I always try to back up my stuff with facts. Paul Waite, the editor of Delta Waterfowl, is a very good friend of mine, and I hunt with him at least once a year. The more feathers those geese get on them, that when that steel shot gets in there, it doesn't always penetrate. It rolls up in the feathers. And so you don't have full penetration of that feathers. That's why it's so important to get in front of that bird. The head and neck area are the most vulnerable of those birds. Now, other, like, smaller ducks, um, teal, dove, anything like that, you can hit them in a body. You could spit at a dove sometimes and kill them. Hmm. But when you, have the, when you have the thicker down, when I shoot divers a lot. I, so I, I shoot, we hunt for canvas backs and golden eyes and things like that, where they have a lot of thick fat on that under layer of there. You better make sure that you're hitting that bird in the head most of the time or you're going to be chasing, you're going to be chasing that duck, or potentially losing that bird if you shoot it in the body because steel shot does not penetrate like lead used to in the old days. It just does not, and in a lot of cases, it can leave a lot more birds that are are wounded. Hmm. But we have to shoot steel shot. So the way you do that is you wait for your shots are a little bit closer. You pattern your shotgun ahead of time, and you know exactly what your pattern is at 25 at 30, at 35 yards, and you prepare ahead of it. Just like turkey hunters, good, uh, our good friend Mike Reynolds, I guarantee you he still probably patterns his turkey gun every year because he wants to know what he's going to be shooting. Waterfowlers are no different. They should be doing the same thing. We will be a lot more effective with our shots if we know exactly what our shotguns and our shot does. All right, just get the 10-gauge and flack them out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I can't even imagine pulling a trigger on a ten gauge. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, guys who do it. it, it it's they're more of a man than I am. I'll, I'll stick with the twelve gauge. This is really, this is very interesting about what I can do to be a better shot, and it crosses over. It's not just you know a better waterfall hunter. That's going to cross over when you're going to be hunting pheasants or you're going to be hunting. Sure. Uh, oh, you know. absolutely. 
Absolutely, and you know the, the one of the best one of the best instructions I got from a clay shooter years ago is aim small, miss small. So when I aim at a target, I don't aim at the whole target. If it's a crossing shot, I literally try to focus on the leading edge and try not to see the rest of the target. Mm-hmm. I literally try to focus on that leading edge. It's a smaller area. Okay, cool. when when I look at a duck coming in, I don't look at the duck's body. I look at the duck's head. I, I really try to focus on something small. And the thing with a shotgun is, since your shot stream spreads out, if you if you poke what I call poke shooting, if you just poke at the bird like you would, you just, boom, he's going to be there. The, most of the time you're going to shoot behind the bird. If, if you don't keep your, your shotgun moving on every, sh- on every crossing shot, where you just shot or you try to throw a shot out there and go, oh, I'm going to hit it there, you're going to shoot behind the bird. And, and what happens that way is, when you, you don't know this, but when you look back at the barrel, your gun stops or slows down for a second. You end up shooting behind the target. And here's the best way to prove it to yourself. When you shoot at a bird and you miss, the first thing you should ask yourself is, what is the last thing that I saw? If the last thing you saw was open sky or the side of the barrel, you shot behind the bird. If you, if you didn't see the bird, but you thought you were in front of the bird, chances are you shot over it, which means on a crossing shot, you should be in front and underneath what I always say is a bottom right-hand corner, if that's left-to-right crosser. If it is a right-to-left crosser, then I want to be in the bottom left-hand corner. Does that make sense? Yeah, because my, my problem is the last thing I remember when I pull the trigger is I visualize them on the Weber grill with a nice orange sauce. Right, and if you're... And for all of us, if we're not thinking, shotgunning is like golf. It's a very m- mental game. If you're thinking about other things, just like when you go to do, swing a golf club, if you're thinking about anything else than your swing, hmm. then you're probably not going to make a proficient swing. When you're shotgunning, the best shots we always make are not thinking about it. The best shots we make are just out of a, a reaction shot. And the more successful we are reaction shooting comes from the more successful we are at muscle memory, which leads back to clay shooting or shooting ahead of the season, not the day you get out there and wonder why you're missing geese. Well, I want to thank you, my friend, Mr. Crowley, for uh, brightening my uh, day and uh, telling me what I could do to make those a few more extra those feathered critters hit the ground a little harder. Because I will tell you something, whenever I miss, it always comes down to basics, and I go, I know what I did. I screwed up. <laughs> and what I did was, yeah. I, I, it, it's always my fault. It's not the gun's fault. It's mm-hmm. not the load's fault. It's not the choke's fault. It's my fault. And it always comes back down to basics. I looked at the barrel or I looked at everything or I was thinking about something else and what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that I pretty much, I, my excuses, I, I've run the gamut on excuses and it always boils down to user error. And that user is me. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, buddy. I'm going to let you go. And thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, by the way, where can we uh, get a hold of Crowley at? Oh, well, it's easy, besides going to hookandhunttv.com. Right. Now, for all your viewers, if, and I'll put this plug in really quickly, if you have Roku, you can find Hook and Hunt TV on the Pride Outdoor Network on Roku. And coming soon, you will just be able to go to Roku and pull up Hook and Hunt TV as we have our own channel coming next month. So we are going to be easier and easier to find. And I thank you so much for allowing me to take that. No, no problem at all. No problem at all. Okay, thanks much, Jimmy. We're going to let you go. You're- Take care, my friend. God bless you and all your listeners. We'll see you. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. 
Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Fire Stick TV. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say hey, we want some This is Dave Mercer, host of Facts of Fishing and MC of the Bassmaster Classic. You're listening to Chauncey Outdoors, Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, are I'm very honored by a couple of guys who I've met in the past, who is Bob Wilkins. Hi Bob, how are you? I am great, sir. Thank you. And Jimmy and Jim Smitty, that's everybody knows who he is. Uh, these two gentlemen. Hi, Jimmy. 
Hi. Uh, these two guys are going to be honored next year into the Illinois Outdoor Hall of Fame because they started what I consider one of the most unique programs I've ever seen called Teach Outdoors. First of all, gentlemen, congratulations. Welcome to the club of being uh, a member of the Illinois Outdoor Hall of Fame. Uh, it's uh, a great honor for you, and I still feel like i got to work hard to, to f- for my honor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you guys have well deserved this. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be amongst you guys. Jimmy, uh, when did you guys start this program called Teach Outdoors? Uh, approximately five years ago. Five years ago. And I think teach is an acronym for something, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, the letters stand for Tradition, Education, Adventure, Conservation, and Habitat. You would not think of it when you just say teach outdoors, but it's that and teaching of the outdoors. And to you, Bob, the thing about this is you... Everybody gives lip service of saying, we got to get our young people into the outdoors. The youth is our uh, our future in the outdoors. Uh, we got to do this. We got to. And a lot of people, and I, you know, I get, and I'll get in trouble for this. A lot of people give a lip service and they talk about it, but nobody steps up and did it. You two, well, along with, come in for it. <laughs> you two, along with others that you've Drag down the hall screaming, probably. Not real hard, though. Put this whole program together, right? That's correct. I mean, this is what well, you guys do this in the town of Morris. Morris. That's what I was going to say, Morris. It hasn't taken off. It's an F 16 with the afterburners on. Yeah, we're uh, pretty proud of the fact that uh, we've got such great support from local businesses and people. And, uh, you know, we live just south of the city of Chicago. We're not too far from Joliet. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky enough that in our area, we still have a good body of outdoorsmen and sportsmen here in our area. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you, you're taking kids out. What are some of the things you guys are doing, Bob? Well, we're uh, putting together fishing derbies. We like to get families involved. So uh, we've got fishing derbies. We do archery uh, derbies, uh, basics to archery. Um, we also have uh, soapbox derbies that we've got a few cars that we let some kids run around in. Uh, we've got quite a few programs. Uh, Jim Smith and I, Smitty there, uh, we're both hunter education instructors, so we try to get the kids involved right from the very get-go, and we try to keep them involved by going from the education classroom part actually all the way out to the field. We'll put them out in the field. And, and that's what I think is such a cool thing that, you know, you're giving them the education part and you're putting them in the field so they could really experience a variety of things in the outdoors. I wouldn't say that the kids are crazy about it, but they're breaking your door down, aren't they, to come again and again? Oh, yeah. Hey. Yep. Definitely. I'm sorry, Bob. No, <laughs> oh, man. Jump in there. Jimmy? Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible that um, one kid will tell his friends, hey, I did this, and now those kids are a part of it. And their parents are a part of it. We just, I'm going to jump here a little forward. Yeah. I just got back from Minnesota. Um, I took a young lady and her father and another young man from our group to Rochester, Hutchinson area of Minnesota. And if you're a duck hunter or a goose hunter, you know that we were in the Mecca of it. It was the young lady and father's very first duck hunt ever. Sunday or Saturday, we didn't see nothing. Bad weather moved in. But they still 
they learn something from us. They learn patience, and there's always tomorrow. And the next day, Sunday, they hunted Swan Lake, and that young lady killed her first limit of birds, got a bonus goose. The young man that was with her killed his first full limit of ducks. We impacted their lives. I know that father and daughter now are going to duck hunt outside of what we do. Mm-hmm. And it all started with the hunter safety course. Yeah. And they got involved, and they got excited, and we made it happen. That is so cool. And and anyone who is listening to us, and anywhere east of the Mississippi River, that's listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors right now, the thing is, you know, when you take somebody out, and they shoot, they get their first goose, they get their first limit of ducks. You take, I had a four-year-old out last week and caught his first fish. You know what? I think I was more excited than the kid was. It is something oh. in us that just wants to get kids excited about the outdoors. And once you do that, you don't have to do it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not, not at all. That's it, Jonathan. What? Is, uh, we had a first-time fisher at one of our derbies just a couple of weeks ago. Never fished before in their life, come up to one of our derbies and had a great time. Mm-hmm. And their whole family won our sportsmanship award for being there at that fishing derby. That's yeah. a fantastic thing to say. Oh, yeah. And this, this young uh, young lad, his name is Mr. Quinn, he just, it was so much fun because he got in the car to go home and he, say, he says to his grandmother, he goes, I'm going to take a nap now, but when I wake up, can we go back fishing, peas? Oh. Fantastic. <laughs> That's the best feeling ever right there. Yeah, I said <laughs> Uh, no man no man stoops as low as when he's there to help a kid, right? Yeah, My dad exactly. said it his whole life. Especially if he's stooping to pull a fish off a hook. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> now, you know, really, teach outdoors. A couple of years ago, these fine gentlemen invited me to come and uh, speak a few, a little bit at their uh, banquet. And, you know, I was like, okay, I, I read a little bit about teach outdoors and stuff. And I walked into a room of 400 people and my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and the word about us quite a bit. And it's doubled in size since then. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. And, you know, Teach Outdoors, Bob Wilkins, Jim Smitty, you guys and, and the other people that work with you. And I know you're getting the accolades, and there's always a group that are, that's there to help you. But, you know, this is such a, a program that I want other groups, I want other adults across Illinois and across the country because, hey, listen, we started the high school fishing in Illinois. Now it's huge across the country. Why can't we just carbon copy Teach Outdoors and run it across the country? Uh, oh, that's that, the thing to see. That, that's, our, that's our dream, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, um, and let me say, you mentioned our group. You know, Bob and I received this prestigious award <laughs> from the state, and we're honored. But I do want to say that we're just the face of Teach Outdoors. We received this honor because of Teach Outdoors. And if it wasn't for the others on our board and the volunteers and the people that support us, this never would have happened. No. And when when we raise money, everything that we do with these kids, everything we do is absolutely free to these kids as well, Chauncey. Um, a kid shows up at the fishing derby and you don't have a fishing pole, we make sure he has one. Um, don't have bait. We have bait. Want to shoot on the trap team? We find a way for that kid to shoot on the trap team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, that's not cheap. You know, we started out with a $300 budget our first year. 
and we're well above that now. We're, uh, you know, <laughs> we hemorrhage money. We're so big. Uh-huh. But it's all for the kids, and it's the support from the community. Yeah. It's a lot of fundraising. It's a lot of hustling. It's a lot of um, grants and donations, mm-hmm. and we couldn't do it without the sportsmen neighbors that we have. Yeah. Hey, but, Bob, yeah. W- one of the things that I was Bob is it's not just the kids. It's watching the kids and their parents working together at this, right, when they're at an event? That's correct. That I get so much joy out of just sitting back and watching a family come together and create a new tradition because of the opportunity we provided for them. It's a great feeling that I walk away with. Truly the best thing I can ever do. Like I said, I mean... I saw it firsthand. I've continued to read it and follow it, and I am just in awe of, like, as you said, uh, you know, Bob and Jim, uh, it's not just you. It's all the, the people that help you, that get this together, and you're just the, the two guys that are going to get the plaque uh, for, to be inducted into the Illinois Outdoor Hall of Fame. And you know what? The best thing about that is they're giving the award. Two guys plus, let's say there's 40, 50 people that help you. The people from the trenches, the people that are out doing this for the kids. It's not that you guys are a big donor or you're doing this or doing that, or you are the people that are taking these kids and their parents who may not have experienced any of this and getting them outdoors so they can then, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, once these once the public learns that our slogans give them a tackle box, not an Xbox. Their ears perk up. Uh, they're, they're like, and, and, you know, everybody talks about the bad thing about COVID right now, Chauncey. Okay? Yeah. No school, no sports. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody with the mask. Everybody's complaining about the COVID thing. But I'm sure Bob can contest to this. We are seeing an influx of members. We'll call them members. All you got to do is like our page on Teach Outdoors. We can we, uh, On Facebook, mm-hmm. we consider you a member. But we've seen an influx of activity at our events we do because now parents are saying, get outside. The kids are at home. They're in mm-hmm. quarantine. They're, they're hiding from the world. And we're opening a door that these kids have never seen. Let's get on outside. Let, let, let's wet a hook. Let's, let's shoot a bow. Um, let's look at butterflies. Let, you know, uh, whatever it is, we're introducing the outside to kids. Yeah. And, uh, if you can see a rainbow at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> a light at the end of the tunnel that's not a train from COVID, it's we're getting kids outside. We're yeah. getting fresh air in their lungs. We're yeah. getting sunlight on their face. Yeah. Uh, a good fisherman's sunburn is kind of a cool thing right now. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 it's really memories. fun. What was that, Bob? We're giving people memories. That's They're it. Actually Absolutely. Together as a family and creating a bond. That's what we don't have anymore. That's what we offer at Teach Outdoors. Yeah. Oh, God. You, you know, and all these kids are going to say, they're going to go, gee whiz, that was pretty cool. Gee whiz, that was fun. I call it the gee whiz factor. Gee whiz, I had a great time. Oh, let's do it again. <laughs> right. Oh. And, and then we get done with our activities and the parents come and say, hey, where can, like I, we did an archery thing here at the uh, Granny County Riding Gun Club. It's mm-hmm. a rec, rec club that, we belong to that they have opened up their gates to let us bring the kids in. We did an archery thing here. We developed an archery range at the club. We did a, an in-house thing with the kids. And I had five parents 
that they left our archery seminar, they shot over to Ottawa to the bone collector and bought their kids bows. So <laughs> that's a solid impact. That's, that's yeah. We we got us one. <laughs> we got us four. Well, you know exactly. Well, you know everyone. We're talking with Bob Wilkins and uh, Jim Smitty. The two men are going to be honored uh, at the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Outdoor Hall of Fame dinner next spring. So you're going to have to mark your calendars. We're going to be talking about it and pushing it real hard. They're going to be honored there for their program that they started called Teach Outdoors. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more than one table of people from your organization there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The buses are going to be coming from Morris, folks. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Congratulations to both of you. I am honored that you came on my show to talk about the program, and I am honored to welcome you into the Illinois Outdoor Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. It's an honor to speak with you. Okay. All right, you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's. Oh, before I end, if somebody wants to get more information about Teach Outdoors, how do they do it? Jimmy? Smitty at (laughs) teachoutdoors.org. Not my business, but... Repeat. Smitty at teachoutdoors.org. That sounds good. All right, thank you. You can also go to our website, Chauncey, at www.teachoutdoors.org. Sounds good. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Fire Stick TV. 
own your own boat, and want to make your next walleye trip to Port Clinton enjoyable? Then call Bay's Edge at 419-734-3016 and enjoy a beautiful townhouse with a full kitchen, sleeping for seven, spacious living quarters, a private deck on a huge pond full of the biggest fish you will ever see and catch, all catch and release. But you can also pull your own boat right next to the townhouse and recharge your batteries to be ready for that next day to catch that walleye of a lifetime. Once you stay at BaysEdge.com, you won't stay anywhere else. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to BaysEdge.com and be amazed of Lake Erie's best-kept secret, BaysEdge.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at ChaunceyMedia at AOL.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road, Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com, hookandhunttv.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at visitrenlake.com and enjoyrenlake.com. Bizbaits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at bizbaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the vision hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fun. I'm listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Whether it's cool. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let's get into the important stuff. It's not me. It's the Aiden Fishing Report. Ah, this kid's got a fan club already. I can't believe it. Here it goes. It says, Papa, Dad and I took a ride to the St. Joe River by Berrien Springs. I never saw so many big fish in one spot below a dam. Wow. We just took a ride to sea, but a couple of guys let me fight real. (laughs) Let me fight real in a fish they had on, and I almost could not do it. But I did, and everyone cheered like I made a touchdown for the school's football team. It was really cool. Bob and his dad fished the Holland area, uh, said pure anglers took some salmon, but most caught freshwater drum on glow spoons. What's a glow spoon? Linda Sue's mom and dad were fishing, said on Muskegon Lake was slow for the boat guys, and the pure anglers also did not do well. If they could get out into the main lake, they caught a few salmon, but water has been very dangerous. They moved into the Muskegon River and said the salmon were few, but fish could should move in as temperatures drop, according to his dad. Uh, they fished the weed beds and near stuff. <laughs> Must be objects in the river. <laughs> Structure. Stuff in the river and continued to take smallmouth bass and had a great time. Thanks much. Look forward to talking to you over the weekend. Love, your favorite fishing grandson, Aiden. 
That's pretty cool. Hey, here's a couple other items. Uh, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources announced that they have a new Hunt Illinois website. It's an online online resource for Illinois residents and visitors to the state interested in hunting Illinois. It has information about seasons, places to hunt, licenses, permits needed, hunting and trapping regulations, uh, harvest reports, etc. Lots of information. Let's not pass it up. Just go to your favorite app store and download it for free. I like that. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources released a report detailing findings of a PFAS disease in the liver of deer harvested and analyzed from the JCI Tyco Fire Technology Center in Marionette, Wisconsin. Following this announcement, the DNR and Wisconsin Health Department issued a Do Not Eat the Liver advisory for any deer harvested within five miles of that fire technology center. Uh, This includes area of Marionette, Peshtigo, and surrounding counties. Go to the Wisconsin DNR website for more information, and you can see the map there. That's very important. Uh, Something I think this is great here. In the state of Michigan, COVID-19 has messed up a lot of our lives and continues to do a good job with some people. But they have put together a K-12 education program for many schools that are doing this online learning, the DNR has launched Nature in at School, rather, Nature at School, and it's an opportunity for educators to get for free virtual education sessions presented by the DNR professionals. Teachers can book 11 different programs, each 30 minutes long, with an additional time for questions. That's pretty cool. I like that. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, Lake Michigan's been really rough. Uh, Lake Trout is probably the most popular fish right now. Winthrop Harbor, Waukegan, you're out in 130 feet to 185 feet of water. Cooler water could help a lot for Kings, get a few more in there. I'm waiting for that. Chicago, Trout, Lake Trout are very good, 100 to 140 foot of water. Remember, the lakefront is officially closed, the shoreline. People are walking and casting, riding a bike and casting. Kind of like as long as they're not stopping, nobody's hassling them, but... I have not done it, and please be careful if you do it. I I would hate to have somebody, you know, issue you a ticket because you're fishing there when they don't want anyone on the lakefront to be fishing. Um, And that's just standing in one spot. That's where the great part is. Okay, northwest Indiana, some steelhead action uh, dropped from last week. Anglers caught fish. They got to work from with glow-in-the-dark spoons and larger crankbaits. That seems to be working well. Lake Erie, our fishing report is sponsored by Mark1Sportfishing.com and Bay's Edge, 419-734-3016. Port Clinton, Ohio. Check them out. Fishing was sporadic. Uh, fish are spread out deeper offshore waters. Best reports are coming from north and east of Kelly's Island and between Vermilion and Loran in 40 to 50 feet of water. Most anglers are having success trolling deep diving crankbaits right now and spoons behind some dipsy divers. A little dipsy diving action. Cook County Forest Preserves. Cooler weather. Oh, that just make my, my toes are curling. Turns on the fish. Largemouth bass are being caught uh, along the weed beds. I took, me, five bass, seven casts with a whopper stopper. It's a surface bait that the back part of it goes up, 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 up when going through the water. Don't fish it fast. Just go slow, consistent speed, and just hold on to the rod. Uh, I also caught a bullfrog, but that's another subject. A biz bait, a Ned Dizzy rig also worked well. After I put the whopper stopper down, I cast parallel to the shore, caught a couple of fish within, you know, two and a half feet of shore. 
good good spot to do that. And I love seeing that. Crappy numbers are starting to pick up. Bluegill are being caught all over the place. And I do mean all over the place. Chain of Lakes. White bass on MEP spinners or slip bobbers. Eight, 18 feet of water. The challenge of the chain muskie tournament is going on uh, tomorrow. So definitely you'll see a lot of muskie boats out there. But that's okay. You could watch them have some fun. Um, their weigh-in is, I think, somewhere around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Walleye are beginning on crawlers and minnows, bass anglers, uh, working the flats in the morning or evening. Oh, we're catching some walleye, too. Well, are they complaining or are they happy they're catching walleye? I think they're happy they're catching walleye, actually. But uh, muskie are fair on jerkbaits, bucktails. Bluegill, you want to sit in about 6 to 8 feet of water. Small jigs and waxies seem to be the best baits to go with. Our friends in Ren Lake at Ren Lake Area Tourism at enjoyrenlake.com. Catfish are good, but bluegill and crappie and largemouth bass are fair. Bass are holding to the bridges and rocks. Crappie are in 10 to 13 feet of water on structure. Gills are in the middle of the water column. If you're fishing in 10 feet of water, fish at 5. If you're fishing in 14 feet of water, fish at 7. That's where they seem to be holding right now for a lot of those people. Out on Lake Geneva, largemouth bass are in small schools. You can pick up a few fish here and there, uh, but you get one or two, move to the next one. You need to look around to find them. Drop shot, Lindy rig, live night crawlers, better baits. Perch, lots of small little guys, and it's going to be kind of tough to get them, but those slip bobbers uh, with a small fathead minnow, you could do very, very well. At Delavan, you're catching mostly panfish right now, and you could catch others, but keep it up. And uh, I hear the flute, so that must mean we're coming to the end of the show. And as always, I'd like to leave you with a Native American proverb, and this one is in honor of a friend of the outdoorsman who we lost. Uh, Tommy Scarless passed this week, a young man, young family, beautiful wife, uh, worked hard in the walleye industry. You saw him on TV, seminars. He was fun. He was enjoyable. He was a great teacher. And you know what? He is tremendously missed already. Tremendously missed. My sorries and my sympathies to his family and my sorrow to all of our friends who will miss him because he was such a good guy. Tommy Scarless, he'll never be forgotten. When you say the name of someone around a council fire, his spirit will rise with the smoke and he will never be forgotten. Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we catch. We really are borrowing it all from our children's children's children. Let's make sure we leave a lot for them. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. 